Welcome to the Deep Fried Bets Podcast. Featuring Blake, Boomer, and CG Nasty. Let's make gambling great again. All right, folks, back again. We missed you last week, but we got a special guest this week. We got a special co-host. Throw out what you heard in the intro, because that intro guy is a damn liar. I don't know who he is, but he's a damn liar, and we need to call him out, because we're making gambling great again. And we have our friend all the way from Sweden, Mr. Emil Von Forst. Emil, what's going on, buddy? Uh, well, it's 1 o'clock a.m. over here, and uh, I'm sitting up, drinking my Red Bull, talking to you about college football. Couldn't be better. Uh, oh, man, that sounds like the life. 1 a.m. Red Bull right there. Mm-hmm. That's how you know it's dedication, folks. Emil dedication. is from Sweden. Like I said, he's a professional gambler, one might say. Uh, he did one time pay for an entire trip to the United States for a year, for a year on gambling winnings alone. So, That's true. professional gambler right here. Uh, you <laughs> may have caught him earlier in our very special segment, The Sciences versus the Swedekin, a uh, little mm. soccer pick where if you bet $100 on the 10 games the mill picked for you, you would have made an eight. You would have made $835.74. He had seven <laughs> wins, two losses, and one push. You thought that was good. Just wait till you hear what he's got about American football. Because that's where he really lies, his allegiances to gambling. Big time pick him. Speaking of winners, <laughs> whew, I'm on a hot streak myself. 47-30-1 in the podcast. But then, since we skipped a week last week to Boomer, congrats again on the wedding. I had a hell of a time. I hope you're enjoying yourself in Aruba. Maybe you'll catch the Deep Fried Bets podcast all the way in Aruba. But... Uh, three Twitter picks out for you. Hit on all three of them, bringing my overall total to 50, 30, and one push. 63% on the year. We're going to up that this week. I've been throwing in even more research, ready to freaking roll. Mill, you, yes. uh, you ready to make some money this weekend? Yeah, I just want to say uh, thank you, Boomershine, for that invite to your wedding, by the way. It was... Uh was unfortunate I didn't get it in the mail, though. Wow, what a piece of shit. I guarantee yeah. you his cheap ass didn't want to pay that uh, that foreign postage. Uh-huh. I mean, we got the internet and we got, like, email. I'm on I'm on email, so. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a low down, Boomer. I mean. I've been, uh, uh, I've been checking it every day, but. Oh, nothing there, nothing there. Well, we'll, have to, uh, we'll have to get his take on that next week, see, uh, yeah. see what his excuse is. Yeah. Well, he probably had one. Oh, I'm sure he will. I bet it got lost in the mail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or the dog ate it or something. The dog ate it. That's it. Yeah. All right. So we got a special guest, uh, Bill Bender from Sporting News. going to join us here in a little bit to talk about some college football. Um, like usual, we're going to shoot to Bill here shortly, and then me and Emil are going to get to our picks. Um, good slate of college football games. Uh, good slate of NFL games this weekend. And then we're going to have some, some free soccer plays for you there at the end. So it doesn't matter what you enjoy gambling on. We've got all this weekend for you to make money. I, mean, we'll, I guess we'll go ahead and throw it to Bill. To Bill Bender again, uh, sportingnews.com. Check it out. Good college football interview. Great insight here. Uh, take it away. All right. We'd like to thank Bill Bender from uh, sportingnews.com for joining us. Bill, how are you doing this afternoon? 
Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Uh, Bill is the National College Football Writer for SportingNews.com. You can catch him on Twitter at BillBender92. Uh, we're going to just kind of look ahead to this week, kind of look back on last week, see what's going on. Bill, first off, while I got you on, just announced the Florida LSU game. They're moving that to the uh, week before the regular season finale. What do you think about that? I think it's the right move. I think, you know, obviously the car, they avoided disaster, and that would have been if Saturday Tennessee loses, and then the calls for that game from Tennessee fans to join in, and, you know, because being 6-2, and two, if they were to win out. Uh, but it's a mess. Obviously, the hurricane created that, and I'm glad they're playing it because it does protect the integrity of the SEC race. Yep. I was, I was shocked. I saw the... You know, I got a little update on my phone. I was like, okay, you know, I, I assumed that would eventually happen. But then I saw they were playing in Baton Rouge. It really threw me off. But I guess LSU was pretty adamant about not giving up that home game. Yeah, it sounds like a lot of SEC politics were involved and it messed up some future schedules. But, uh, again, that, that's what happens when you get a bunch of stubborn people going. And uh, that's where we're at right now. But, uh, again, I'm glad they're playing. We'll see what it looks like with the schedule later. Um but as far as this season, you know, you, LSU can still get hot. They can still be a factor in the SEC West race. So there's a lot of football to be left on that side as well. Yeah, I agree. So let's take a look back at games that were actually played last weekend. Who was who was the most impressive performance to you? Was it Michigan and that drubbing of Rutger, or Rutgers? I mean, they were definitely up there. I think a couple of teams that stood out. Virginia Tech beating North Carolina, kind of getting back up in the coastal race. Um Obviously, Texas A&M had the big win of the weekend, but Michigan really showed they've got it on both sides of the ball. And that wasn't like playing, you know, it wasn't like playing an FCS team or somebody from, you know, Division Two. They, they beat another Power 5 opponent. And you say what you want about Rutgers, that's still putting 78 on another Big Ten team. No, yeah, I, was, I was shocked. I kept looking at the score with that when I was at a wedding and, a couple of the guys that we were with had some money on that game, and we were all <laughs> we were all on the Rutgers side, and we did not come out right. That's for sure. <laughs> but that was that was a little wild. Um, now speaking of Harbaugh, or speaking of Michigan, Harbaugh's going out and um, eating his steak with milk. Can can we all agree that that's not the right way to go? Uh, yeah, I just uh, you know we were gonna have steak for dinner tonight, and I'm like, yeah, I. I uh... He he is a personality, and we obviously all uh, overreact to everything he does. But I think you know a lot of that stuff's by design. He's done that very well. And when you look at it behind closed doors, he definitely has that team's full attention, and they're playing like it on both sides of the ball. I think the biggest thing they had this season was uh, the addition of Don Brown, and what that's done to that defense. Oh, yeah. It's really quite amazing. That's the best defense in the country right now. Yeah, they have looked unstoppable. And Peppers is all the hype, that's for sure. So you kind of hit on that A&M game, the win against Tennessee. I mean, very impressive. But they did give the get the ball seven times from uh, Tennessee turnovers. Is A&M good? Like, have we reached that point where we think they're a top ten, top five team? Well, I, I think they are. And uh, the reason I say that is they've got the combination of a good running back in Trevor Williams and a quarterback in Trevor Knight. And that can go a long way in college football when you got both of those things. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with Alabama next week, though. I mean, obviously that could go either way. I really like Texas A&M's defensive line, but I'm not completely sold on their defense as a whole. So 
all those things that work good football team has earned where they've got so far. Um, but there's a long way for them to go. Yeah, yeah, I'll be interested to see. Uh, we all know how Trevor Knight turns in performances against Alabama, so that that should be interesting to see if he repeat, uh, repeats. Um, so who is throughout this so far? If you had to pick a playoff right now, who are your four playoff teams? Well, I you know in our projections this week, I stuck with the basics. I went with Alabama, Washington, Clemson. And Ohio State, and I really think outside of those four, Michigan, Louisville, there aren't a lot of teams that really jump out. I mean, it's it's starting to come into focus. I mean, Texas A&M, if they win, obviously, against Alabama, because and Baylor, I guess. Baylor, because they're undefeated in the Big 12. I mean, the door is kind of open if the Big 12 really gets messy and Washington loses the game for one of the other three leagues uh, to have two playoff teams. And that'll be interesting as that debate heats up but as we get into November. Yeah, I think you got potential with SEC, A&M, maybe Alabama, and then possibly Ohio State and Michigan. Could all be sitting there if enough teams fall. So who's, uh, who's the team, you know, we've harped on some of the top teams, some of the most impressive from last week. Who's the team that, you know, maybe is not getting everyone's full attention that you've had your eye on that you think is uh, flying on the radar a little bit and maybe some people should be talking about a little more? Well, I mean, Miami people talk about, but they've played well in Rick's first year. I think maybe it's probably not going to happen this year based on the loss that they had against Florida State, but they could still win the Coastal Division. And I think sooner rather than later, uh, Mark Rick is going to have them rolling. And, and it's just going to look really weird if you're a Georgia fan and watching Mark Rick do the things that he's about to do at Miami. Uh, he'll recruit well. He'll win big. And uh, it was just a bizarre ending the last week's game. But they're really going to be a good football team. Yeah. I've been impressed with what Rick has been able to do down there so far. So you think they? Uh, how do you think they match up against North Carolina this weekend? It's going to be a good game. It's, gonna be, it's not going to be an easy one for them, but uh, – I picked Miami, but that that that's one of those classic ACC games. It's it's tough to pick. I believe they're given seven points. Yep, that's Is right. It, was it seven, seven, seven and a half. So I might take North Carolina on the spread, just because I think both teams are coming off losses that you know are wrenching for two different ways. But uh, should be a competitive game. But I, I would take Carolina on the line, but Miami to win the game. Yeah, I think they uh, both teams probably got beat up a little bit last weekend. Emotionally and physically. Um, Can I squeeze in with a question? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what about that Houston game, Houston Navy game last week? How big of a deal? Like, Houston was ranked sixth before and dropped down to 13? No? Yes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really knocked them out of the playoff. I mean, it knocked the group of five out of the playoff. And. No, they just got caught in a game where they couldn't stop Navy's run game. And and once that happens, I tell people, play a Navy in football or an academy team and you fall behind, it's kind of like playing that team in basketball like a Wisconsin that, that's going to run the clock and you're going to limit your possessions. And that's what happened. And it got a little crazy. They fell behind, and that's what happens in those games. So it did knock the group of five out, though. Like, I, I don't, you know, I like Boise State, and I like Western Michigan, but if they go undefeated, I don't think they're going to get in the playoffs. So that's that was the biggest impact of that game. And then on Monday, which is going to be a big big day for us here at work, because uh, 
you know, depending on this Big 12 announcement, we'll see what the future for some of those schools is. Yeah, what do you think that's going to happen there? Uh, you know, I don't know. I honestly don't have a feel for it. I wouldn't be surprised either way at this point, though. I mean, we've heard so many rumors to the, the one side and then to the other, and I think you know, the trigger effect to watch for is if they do expand, what does that mean for the American Athletic Conference, what does the Mountain West or Conference USA? And, you know, I went to a mid-American conference school, so I would be curious to see what it means to those types of schools as the, group, the gap between the Power Five and the Group Five continues to grow. Yeah, it's, uh, especially if they keep poaching all the, the Houstons of the world, it'll be interesting to see. What um, some of the other big games this weekend? We'll kind of look ahead a little bit more. Wisconsin and Ohio State. What's uh, what's your feel on that game? Oh, I think uh, you know. Obviously, Ohio State's going to have to play ball. I I saw Wisconsin a few weeks ago in Ann Arbor, and the thing that stood out with them is they, they don't miss tackles. They get a great defensive team, and uh, you know, young quarterback that's going to be up against a pretty good Ohio State secondary, and that's where really where I think this team's going to be won. I think Ohio State will force a couple turnovers. They're going to, like I said, they're going to have to play and show that they can throw the ball down the field. But, I, you know, I trust Urban Meyer in that spot. I think they win by about 10 and, um, you know, continue to march on towards this, what it looks like, the all-signs point toward we could get Michigan and Ohio State undefeated at the end of the year. Yeah, that'd be pretty wild. So you're saying at 10, that's one you'd probably stay away from right there. <laughs> is that the, is the line's right at 10 and a half, right, or uh, something think, like that? Yeah, somewhere it's jumping Not, around. Yeah, I'd just be careful. I mean, Ohio State's taken some very good teams up to Madison in the past, and, I, you know, I'm from Ohio, so I know the drill here. Um, it's going to be a tough game. It's going to be a tough environment. And um, Wisconsin will hang because of their defense. I just That's where you're going to find out where that game's going to be. Can Wisconsin's front seven slow down an Ohio State run game that, you know, Barrett Weber – Samuel, they between the three of them, they average around six point six yards per carry. If they can't stop that, they're they're done. Yep. All right, so that was that was that one. The other big game of the weekend, you'd have to say, would probably be Alabama Tennessee. Um, what's your what's your take on there on that one? Yeah, I mean, same thing. I mean, Tennessee's been just the most entertaining team. I know the, the line is the line 12 and a half or are we right around there. Yeah. Somewhere in there, 12 and a half, 13. Yeah. I mean, I think Tennessee covers the spread in this one. I don't think they, I'd take Alabama to win outright by about 10 again. Um, because it's a do or die game for Tennessee. They can score where that game, what to watch there is can Tennessee's offensive line hold up against a, uh, an elite group of Alabama pass rushers led by Jonathan Allen. I mean, if, Dobbs doesn't have time to throw. They're going to lose, and they're going to lose bad. Um, Jalen Hurts has been impressive for Alabama, but, again, I think all of it's going to be a rowdy environment. Tennessee, they gave them a good shot last year. This is going to be – this game's going to live up to expectations. It's going to be good on both sides, but I still think Alabama gets out with a win. Um, how much is Vern going to struggle with the Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurd uh, scenario here? I've already struggled with it, man. It's uh, – <laughs> it's uh, you know, because I heard one of them said that on the teleconference the other day, and I was like, wait, that's not him. Oh, yeah, it is. And then you just catch yourself. So that's a nightmare for journalists, too, because oh, as yeah. you're typing your story, you don't want to mess up one and, and you know, kind of look at it that way. So you got to read your, your stories extra close this weekend. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Um, so what's a game that you're looking forward to, maybe something that not a lot of people are talking about? 
West Virginia, Texas Tech yeah. uh, game. It's early, probably an over. <laughs> no, I don't care what the over is. I'd yeah. take it. Uh, and, uh, you know, just to see if West Virginia, they're, they're the lowest ranked power five unbeaten team. Um, they can still score. You, you just don't really have a feel for what kind of team they really have. And uh, they take it down to Lubbock, see if they can win that one. I think if they do, remember, West Virginia plays – Oklahoma at home. They they got their big games at home this year, except for Texas. So this is a big game for them to kind of get rolling in the Big 12. All right, we'll get you out of here on this one. Who is an upset to look forward to this weekend or look for this weekend? Well, I, I mean, there's some of those games out there that I don't, you know, it's, it's really tough to spot. I don't know if you would consider Arkansas over Old Miss an upset, but it could happen. Um, and then another one, Notre Dame, Stanford. I don't. I don't know if there's an upset there either way. But uh, I, I guess I would go with that. I think Arkansas, despite two losses, has a chance to win there. Playing the kind of, if they can make it a shootout. And then obviously a lot of people are eyeballing Indiana, Nebraska. That's a game I'd stay away from because I think the Hoosier. I still would pick Nebraska, but it's a game that the Hoosiers could certainly win. Yeah, I think that'll be interesting. Their pass offense. All right, Emil, you got anything? Uh, I was thinking about the UCLA Washington State game. Like, if you go in before the season, UCLA would probably be minus seven. Now they're plus seven. Yeah, I mean, that's just the the where they're at. And that's the Pac-12. It's so unpredictable. I, I'd probably pick Washington State to win that game. I like the momentum, momentum they created last week. They they did this last year, too. They got going as the season went on. And, you know, the Pac-12 is so un, That's the conference is so unpredictable because everybody plays so many different styles and geography plays a role in it. But... I think I'd go with Washington State in that game. Minus seven. Uh, I mean, it might be like right on the line. It feels like a touchdown game. Um, if I could get it at six and a half, I'd take Washington State. But uh, maybe maybe with the points, Washington State to win straight up. Probably, if I'm taking points, I'd probably bet on UCLA if I'm getting seven. Yeah, yeah, that, that should be fun. All right, Bill. Well, uh, thanks again for joining us again. That's Bill Bender from thesportingnews.com. You can check him out on Twitter at BillBender92. Bill, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate it, guys. Take care. Yeah. Again, BillBender, sportingnews.com. Go check him out on Twitter at BillBender92. Guy knows his stuff. That was a really good college football interview. Emil, are you ready to make some winning picks? Well, I'm ready, Blake. Let's go. All right, a full sway. No Thursday night games. We're coming at you on Thursday this week, by the way. Um, we had to postpone last night, so we're coming Thursday. No Thursday college football games. We do have one NFL game. I'm on the Chargers. Emil's kind of been back and forth on that. I don't know that we'll really have time to get this up and have a you know a fair play out to you. So that's just kind of a if you catch this in time, take the Chargers thing from me. Um, Emil, you got any insight on that? No, I would probably take the Chargers as well. I don't see any in the way like maybe the under but I'm not going to I'm not going to dig into that one. No, I'm going to stay away as well other than the Chargers plus three and a half, but probably won't get that out in time. So, college football, no college football, damn that hurricane. I mean, just messing everything up. Uh Matthew son of a bitch. And he has pushed the Navy and whoever they played to later East on Carolina. East Carolina, okay. A pirate. I, you figured a pirate could play in a hurricane, right? <laughs> well, yeah, I figured. Like maybe Navy should maybe be able to handle the hurricane too. But That's true. 
Oh, wow. uh, so we'll have to wait till later for that riveting matchup. But we do have a couple <laughs> Friday night games. I think we got four on the docket, headlined by Lamar Jackson taking on Duke. Uh, mm. Duke catching 35 there, which uh, is a big number. So we kind of just wanted to get one game apiece Friday night. Emil, what'd you go with as your Friday night game? Uh, well, I will take Louisville, actually, and the points. So you're taking Louisville minus 35? I, I have it at 34.5. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean... <laughs> They lost last week, and if Lamar Jackson is going to win the Heisman Trophy, he's going to have to pull off a great game here, and I think he averaged about six touchdowns a game or something like that. So, uh, And, I mean, who is Duke? So, yeah, and this is football, not basketball. True. Uh, so I don't see any other way than betting on Louisville. I don't see Duke. Okay, so you're taking Louisville minus 34.5. I am going with Tulane plus 12 at home against Memphis. Um, Memphis is still kind of living off Paxton Lynch and Justin Fuente from last year. I mean, they're they're good. Um, they're better than a lot of people thought they would be after those two folks left. But I don't think they're 12 good. Tulane's playing a lot better football. Willie Fritz has got that program on the rise coming over from Georgia Southern. Um, I think 12 is a good number. They'll keep it within 10. I don't know that they'll win, but they'll keep it interesting Friday night. So I'm going to take Tulane plus 12 as my Friday night pick. How is the like the public percentage on that game? I believe they're on Memphis. Um, I haven't checked too terribly much on that. I can check it real quick, but I'm sure they're on Memphis because you know it's a favorite, and the public tends to love themselves a favorite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 65% on Memphis. So. Tulane's probably a safe bet there. Um, that's uh, that's our Friday night games again. You're gonna have to wait till Saturday this week to get you some real good college football matchups, but that's okay. You know, that gives you time to go do other things like go outside. Um, so <laughs> Saturday, uh, yeah, you got to go outside sometimes. Yeah, that's uh, true. It's true. There's one good noon game I'd say, or I don't know. If Qualifies for good, but the West Virginia Texas Tech game should be interesting. Yeah, that is a shootout game. Yeah, we're not touching that, but yeah, as Bill said earlier, take the over in that. Uh, should be a fun game to watch. So, the first game. Well, oh, what's up? But why are we not touching that game? No, I mean we're not. You got something to say on it, and we'll we'll hear up the opinion. But I mean, like I lived in the mountains of West Virginia for six months. I know that's, that's true. Yeah, that's true. So. That. I mean, I think that actually, like, West Virginia's got the better offense and the better defense, if you can call it a defense, uh, to, like, awful defenses and semi-good offense. I think that West Virginia will pull it off with, uh, I mean, it's a pick em now, like minus one or something, right? Yeah, or, pretty much. Yeah, so I'm picking West Virginia in that game, actually. Okay, so there you go. There's a pick. Yes, a little side action. Nice. A little... Uh free play for you so our first saturday scheduled game is the third saturday in october robbery alabama minus 13 at the hill people of tennessee um interesting line it can be an interesting <laughs> matchup uh tennessee's getting back some guys jalen hurd is playing as we hit on earlier the jalen hurd jalen hurts Thing for cbs is going to be a lot of fun Vern will mess that up i'm going 
setting the over under at nine and a half and taking the over. Um, but the real line is minus 13 Alabama. Mill, what did you take in this game? I'm picking Alabama in this game. Uh, I mean, how can I not pick Alabama in this game? That's right. You lived in the uh, mountains of Alabama for 10 months. <laughs> yeah, that is true. But, I mean, Tennessee is just like, it's too, for me, it's just too unpredictable. Uh, they p- could probably be in, in that number. But, I mean, it's Alabama, though. It's the best team in the country so far. Yeah. Uh, but I like 13. I like that number. Yeah, so, lucky 13? Yeah. No, I think it'll be a good game. Um, I think Alabama could pull away at the end. I'm actually not taking a line on this. I'm taking the under. The under at 57. I think a lot of people will overrate Tennessee after what they did, like their offense after how many points they put up last week against Texas A&M. Yeah. I think Alabama kind of allowed a lot to Arkansas, 30 points. Should have been a little mm-hmm. more probably. Yeah. So, I think the under 57. Had this game game been played last Saturday, I would think the over-under would be like 47. But you get one week and they add 10 points to it. So, I'm going to take the under 57 here. Stay away from That's the line. Ball. Try not to be too homeristic about it. Because I know people love to jump my ass every time I take Alabama. So, I'm going to take the <laughs> under here. Um, next up, a nice little revenge tactic hopefully here for the old Miss Rebel Black Bears traveling yeah. to Arkansas uh, oh. last year that was the crazy game that put Alabama probably in the playoff Arkansas had that lateral on 4th and 25 to get the first down then went down and scored in overtime to beat Ole Miss Ole Miss 7 point favorite on the road uh, Emil what's your uh, take here I think this is a hard one, but I mean, Ole Miss coming off a bye week, right? Yes. And uh, uh, I think the public's going to be on Ole Miss, but I'm picking Arkansas plus 7.5. Uh, 7.5 is what I've said about 50 50, so. Okay. Um, I'm, I don't know really, but I'm picking Arkansas just on the gut feeling. If they can put up 500 yards on Alabama's defense, they should be able to score on Ole Miss too, so. Uh, I think they would keep it in the number. I think they would lose, but I think they would keep it in the number. Yeah, I think it's a safe bet. I'm going to keep the original seven. I don't know where you're getting this damn line from. Y'all might have different <laughs> books over there in Europe from what we have. No, I, I actually have the the Collier Sportsbook. Oh, uh, well, yeah. in that case, I think the line's actually like two. Um, oh, really? Yeah, no, um, <laughs> but I'm taking Ole Miss here. I think the revenge is going to come into play. I think Arkansas is a little bit beat down after last week. Um I could That's be true. totally off on this. I'm not super confident. Probably won't bet real money on it. But since we're picking them, I'm going to take Ole Miss in this spot and just ride with it. So Ole Miss minus seven here. Next up, a game that, uh, yeah, would have had a little bit more implications preseason, but still a pretty big rivalry game, and there's not too much going on college football-wise. So we're going to pick it. Stanford minus three at Notre Dame. Um Really more of a, I just want to see how Emil feels about the, uh, you know, two prominent programs over, over the last 10 or so years. Notre Dame, not so much, but Stanford's been right in the thick of everything. Mm-hmm. Both just falling apart this year. Who do you like in this game? I don't really like anyone in this game, but, I mean, if you're going to pick, I'm going to pick Stanford because they're the team that is least falling apart, I guess. Yeah. I um, that's fair. And... Uh, 
I mean, they have a good history against Notre Dame too, 16 and 6 against the spread against on the last 22 games. So I'm just gonna go with like if I'm gonna pull some numbers out, that's the that's the one I'm gonna go that's with. A, that's some pretty good little insight right there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'm taking Notre Dame at home, home dog. Um, they can't be this bad, can they? I mean, <laughs> well, you probably would have said that like last week. Yeah, I should probably never have to ask that before I lay money on someone. They can't be this bad, can they? But, uh, <laughs> but yeah. I mean, it's Last... probably true, like they what they say, like the about the teams, like no team is as bad as their bad as, as their worst game and as best as yeah. good as their best game. But uh, let's see, let's see. I'm picking Stanford, anyways. Yeah, I'm gonna take Notre Dame. I think last week was kind of a. I don't know. That game shouldn't have been played. That was the easiest under I've ever hit in my life, though. So. <laughs> we'll take that. Um, Stanford, Notre Dame, a little bit of fading each other here. Uh, final scheduled college football game, Saturday night. Game day is there. Ohio State, minus 10 at Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Um, this is going to be an interesting matchup. I, after watching last week, okay, so we were on Rutgers. I was, I was on Rutgers against Michigan and against Ohio State. Obviously missed both times. The thing I said that worried me a little bit about Michigan was Harbaugh saw what Urban Meyer did to Rutgers. I think it was 59 to nothing and said, all right, I'm going to top that. And, boy, did he top that, 78 to nothing. So wow. here's a spot where I think, Urban Meyer kind of gets a chance to be like, okay, well, you did that to us. Now we get to play a common opponent. And a, a Wisconsin team that you only beat by seven at home, I think we can go on the road and top that, double that. So I think that's what Urban's going to try to do. This is not going to be a game he sits on the ball late if he has a lead. That is why I'm taking Ohio State minus 10 in this game. Uh, I think it will be – I think a 14-point win for Ohio State here is fair. So I'm taking the 10 on the road. Usually goes against everything I believe in. But I think that there's some cir- special circumstances here. So I'm going to take Ohio State. Emil, what you got on this one? Well, first off, I kind of want to ask you, like, how good do you think Ohio is? Like, if you just base your opinion on who they've played so far. I mean, they have not played the greatest teams. But they have also not shown me a weakness yet. That's true. So this is probably going to be, like, their biggest game so far. Right. I still think Oklahoma and Wisconsin play head-to-head. Oklahoma wins that game. But, you know, at the time they were kind of reeling a little bit. But, yeah, this, I mean, to, to date, record-wise, this is their biggest game. Uh, yeah, and uh, that's kind of why I'm going a little bit with, with Wisconsin. Because you haven't seen, I think that Ohio is, they have replaced a lot in their, in their secondary defense and in their secondary and their defensive line and their receivers are semi-fresh. Am I right on that one? Yeah. So, and this is the first time they're going to go up against a quality opponent. So, uh, I don't know. Some, I don't know if they're going to be able to uh, be, like, successful in all of those, uh, all of those spots there. Maybe they will find some kind of hole to... Uh, but I'm not sure. I like, kind of like Wisconsin in this spot, though. But if you say they're going to go up and try to like top each other there with the points, uh, kind of get me a little bit worried. But I'm still s- sticking with Wisconsin. Okay. So, play a little bit there. 
All right, so like I said, that's all the scheduled college football games we had. Uh, NFL, good weekend of NFL football. Um, I mean, it's always entertaining in the National Football League, but on paper, really good matchups this week. Uh, the first scheduled game we've got, the line has actually jumped a little bit. I had it 8.5, but we've got the Cincinnati Bengals traveling mm. to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. Uh, that the last I saw is at 9.5, the Bengals. Um, who do you like here? Uh, gotta like the Pats because the Bengals can't score. And, uh, I mean, who comes up to Foxborough and scores? Especially now when Brady's back and Gronkowski's doing pretty good. So I don't see why Pats couldn't make nine points. Yeah, I mean, that, that's one way to look at it. But here's another. Here's something. This game reminds me a lot of a similar spot New England was in a couple of years ago. They mm-hmm. played against Kansas City, got blown out on the road, uh, looked terrible. Everybody was shitting all over them. Um, Bill Belichick came in and said, we're on to Cincinnati. And they came out the next week, and I think they were home dogs. And everybody was picking the Bengals. Everybody and their brother was, oh, the Bengals are going to get them. You know, the Pats are done. They're fading. And they won that game, went on to win the Super Bowl. Not saying the Bengals are going to win this game or go on to win the Super Bowl, but a similar situation. They went on the road last week against Dallas, got embarrassed. Everybody's kind of shitting on them, talking all about Dallas, how good they looked, how terrible Cincinnati looked. Come in, big-time underdogs, nine-and-a-half against the Patriots. Brady is back. He looked great. Granted, he played a Division II football team in the Cleveland Browns. Um, <laughs> I, I'm taking Cincinnati here. I think this is one of those spots where they come in. I mean, they're fired up. They don't have nothing, anything to lose. I'm buying a half a point, by the way. So I'm taking it to 10. But I'm going to take Cincinnati in this game. And I think that uh, it's the right side and it's going to be a good play. Cincinnati's one of my favorite plays of the weekend at plus 10, if you can get that extra half a point. So... Again, a little bit of a fade there as well, but it should be an entertaining matchup. Next up. Do you, do you think that the Bengals have a chance to win the game? I think they can stay competitive. I mean, they're not as bad. They're not a two and. No, I mean, they're not as bad as they like are ranked, but. Uh, I mean, I guess this is Brady's first home game. And yeah, that's that's that too, so. He'll want to get, you know, everybody's going to be, ah, oh, free Brady. You're going to see 80,000 number 12 jerseys. But I still think they, uh, I think they keep it within the number. It'll be, it'll, I mean, I could be dead wrong on this. And New England beats them by 24, but we'll see. Um, yeah, we'll see. Next up, Seattle at home against the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta's coming off an impressive road win at Denver. Um, people are hyped on them. Started five and zero last year, four and one this year, but I think this is a little bit different team. They've actually beat some decent teams in this four and one stretch, but they're getting six and a half on the road, or six depending on where you get it at. Um, at Seattle, public's all over the underdog here. Emil, who do you like? Uh, well, I like the Falcons, but not when you <laughs> put it that way. Um, but I still like the Falcons plus six because. I mean, their last games, that's just what I'm basing that on since they are winning as underdogs and are 4-0 against the spread uh, as an underdog. So, I mean, what have the Seahawks done that should be like minus six is a pretty high number, though. Yeah, that's true. 
at first I was kind of thinking where you were. I like the Falcons. But the more I look at it, I, I think the Falcons are good. They're a better team. They'll probably make the playoffs this year. But I don't think they're ready to go to S- Seattle and beat the Seahawks. Um, I don't need them to beat them. I'm just needing them to cover, though. That's true. Fair enough. But, you know, Seattle's a different animal when they're at home. The bye week they're coming off of is huge. Oh. I think that Russell Wilson had a chance to rest that ankle. Doug Baldwin's knee heals up a little bit. I'm taking mm. Seattle minus six at home. Uh, general rule of thumb, the public does not pick underdogs for shit. So every time I see a public on the underdog, I tend to fade them. Simple rule here, doing that again. So I'm taking Seattle minus six. All right. Next up, another Sunday afternoon game. That's a That's a good window right there. The Cowboys, plus four or four and a half at Green Bay, um, should be another good matchup. A good matchup, great matchup. See that, Cowboys. Uh, Running game versus the Packers, who has the best run defense. Yeah, very good run defense this year. Allow 1.1 yards or something like that. Oh, damn, okay. Yeah, something like that. Pretty impressive. They're the only team under three yards, I think. So, uh, it's going to be fun to see that game. All right, well, who are you taking? <laughs> I'm actually picking the Cowboys because I don't think that the Packers secondary is very good. No, I don't either, but I don't know that Dak Prescott can throw the ball down the field. Uh, I think he can, but I don't know if he can do it outside. If He can, he can do it in the dome, but I don't know if he can do it outside. Yeah, it's I, cold. It's I cold don't know if it's there, cold though. up there yet. Isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> you've never Maybe. been so I'm not a weatherman yeah I'm not a big cold guy I think you know that from my time spent in Sweden um, that's true I'm no taking... but I feel like uh, you gotta like the Cowboys what they've done so far yeah I do but I think they're a little overvalued here that's why I'm taking the pack um, do you think that line will move up like do you think it will go no the public's about 50-50 on them usually the public is all about them some uh Packers, but they like the Cowboys too, so I think that's why this one's kind of staying where it's at. Um, yeah, if I can get it at four, I think I'll take the pack. And Aaron Rodgers has got to have a coming out game sometime, and I think this could be it. So that's my my only logic here to take the Packers against the Cowboys. Yeah, I hear you. All right, so that is our scheduled NFL slate for this weekend. I'm sure we'll have some more of those coming up in the vault. Which is coming up next? Um, of course, as always, our five favorite non-scheduled games of the weekend. Uh, we'll let our guests go first. Emil, what is your vault looking like this weekend? <laughs> uh, since this is my first vault. Um... Whoa, time out, time out. Look at me go, jumping ahead of myself, ready to see all these vault winners. When I skipped our Sunday slash Monday night matchup. Um, in the NFL, not much going on. Two terrible games on Sunday and Monday, but we got to pick one of them. Got to have a little bit of uh, action on those late games. So mm. rattle through. I took the Colts plus three as my pick uh, for Sunday night. Again, we're picking either Sunday or Monday. So I took the Colts plus three. Real quick, Emil, who'd you take here? Uh, I haven't really decided on this game, but I'm probably leaning against like maybe picking the Jets actually. Okay, what's that line at? 7.5 for me. 7.5, all right. I mean, they got to show up at some point. That defense is good. I mean, it uh, should be. 
7.5 is a lot of points in the NFL, I guess. I mean, Arizona Cardinals is... Uh, I mean, I don't really like that game that much, but if I have to pick one, I have to pick one. Yeah, you do. We, uh, you know, we can discount that. Maybe throw in one of your soccer plays instead. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely, for sure. Ah, okay. So that's our schedule in NFL games. Jump the gun a little bit. Now it's time for the vault. Let's hear it. First vault, the vault debut for Mill Force. What you got here? Um, well, I've been a little bit back and forth on this one, uh, but I'm picking Clemson minus seven seventeen point five against NC State. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't really. I think the Clemson is. They might even be like. I don't really know how like. How to rank Clemson yet? But I think it's gonna be a game for them where they can show, uh, like, uh, that they could actually be up there with Alabama. I mean, they are up there with Alabama, but maybe like even be better than Alabama. Okay, so Clemson minus seventeen and a half. Uh, yes, sir. Against yeah. NC State, I don't really know that much about NC State, but I mean, you can't say anything that it beat they beat Notre Dame. Yeah, and they beat Wake Forest, so like yeah, those don't count. It uh, doesn't really count, yes. So now I'm picking Clemson for my vault. Okay, so what's next? Uh, West Virginia, obviously. Uh-huh. Uh, take me home, West Virginia. Yes, yeah, take me home, take me home. Uh, don't really need to argue about that one. We only did it, I think. Yep. Uh, yes, and uh, I also have UCLA. Okay. Plus seven against Washington. Washington uh, State, right? Yeah, that's right. Washington Wazoo, State. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just think that, like before this season started, they were, they would have been, a favorite in this game, and. I still think they have a pretty good team, so, plus seven shouldn't be like, that big of a problem to cover. No, I know Boomer's with you in spirit on this one. Oh yeah, I mean I know that Washington has a like. Uh, no, they lost to a damn thing. FCS team, so they're not that good. That's true. Uh, so yeah, that's why I'm picking UCLA. Uh, so I have two left. Yep, two more. And I can't go back on the the ones we did. Oh, you can. I mean, if you're feeling that damn strongly about one, throw it out. I am feeling strongly about the uh, Louisville game, actually. The more I think about it, the more I see him, like, they're putting up those 35 points. I would like to keep that in my vault, actually, okay. if I can. Yeah, you can do that. We'll double the points, double the pleasure. Double the pleasure. Yep. 34 and a half Louisville against Duke Friday night. Final game in your vault. What's it looking like? Final game. Uh, I mean, it's going to have to be Wisconsin, too. I don't see anyone. I mean, I don't see, like, Ohio putting up 11 points against Wisconsin. They have a good defense. I like the Wisconsin defense. Uh, so I'm putting that in the vault, too. Okay. So, vault. Wisconsin plus 10. Louis- I have it at plus 11, actually. But oh, oh, you want to okay. go 10, I take 10. No, we'll give you 10. We'll give you 11. Wisconsin plus 11. Louisville minus 34 in the hook. UCLA plus seven, West Virginia plus one minus one. Either way, that's a pick, and we'll give you West Virginia in a pick. 
Mm, and Clemson yes. minus 17 and a half are your vault picks. Sod plays, but I'm going to do you one better right here. Five surefire winners. Let's go. First up, we'll start with the NFL. Feeling uh, feeling very professional today, so we'll take the, uh, the NFL up first. The Kansas City Chiefs in a pick against the Oakland Raiders. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to win that game. Andy Reid's record off of a bye week is incredible. Don't know what it is. Don't care. They're going to win the game. That's how the NFL works. Take the Chiefs in a pick at Oakland. Next up, the San Francisco 49ers are getting nine points against the Rex Ryan foot fetish-loving coached Buffalo Bills. Are you kidding me? Why are the Buffalo Bills giving up nine to anyone? Give me the 49ers and the points every day of the week. Those are my two NFL games in the vault. Next up, Syracuse against Virginia Tech. Give me Syracuse and the 20. Virginia Tech, very impressed. That was my favorite play last week. Was trying to tell everyone, take the Virginia Tech money line against North Carolina. They came out, they beat their ass. They're going to be a little bit hungover this week. They've got a short week against Miami. They play Miami on Thursday, so they're going to – I mean, not necessarily looking ahead. They're a well-coached team. They're going to win the game, but they're not going to win by three scores. They might win by 14 mm. or 17. Give me Syracuse plus 20. Next up, Arizona State plus 14 against Colorado. Let me give you a number here, and this should be all you need to know. If it doesn't happen this week, I'm going to bet against them next week. Colorado is the only team in college football that is undefeated against the spread through six weeks. Wow. Only team. There are 128 college football Division One teams. They're the only one. There's a reason for that. Fade Colorado from now until they don't cover. They're not going to cover this week. So you can stop that against Arizona State. Arizona State's going to keep it within two touchdowns against Colorado. Finally, for my last vault pick, I'm taking North Carolina plus seven against Miami. Again, Miami's short week. North Carolina got the dog piss beat out of them by Virginia Tech. But I don't think they're that bad. I think, you know, the conditions, the circumstances, whatever, I think they'll keep it within the number. Bill hit on that a little bit earlier, too. Uh, Miami will probably win the game 27-24, something like that. So that's my fault. Chiefs pick them 49ers plus 9, Syracuse Orange plus 20, Arizona State plus 14, Mainly just fate in Colorado. Doesn't matter who they're playing. And North Carolina plus seven. So those are our vault picks. It's time. Do y'all have Stone Cold Steve Austin over there and Sweet in the Mill? Uh, well, I mean, obviously we heard of it, but uh, we don't. We don't really do it. Um, but I mean, when in Rome, I guess. I mean, it's Stone Cold over there all the time, anyways. Uh, that's true. That's Steve? true. I mean, who's y'all's famous wrestler? <laughs> Like it's the the dude off Sesame Street. Who is that? The Swedish uh, chef. Come oh, on the now. Swedish chef. Yeah. Uh, is he, he double as a wrestler too? Dude, I don't really watch Sesame Street, so I can't really say. But uh, I mean, wrestling is not really that big over here, at least not for me. But okay. we're more like into the, or like my friend is into this uh, uh, mixed martial arts thing. Oh yeah. Yeah, Conor O'Brien and uh, that stuff. Okay, so um, 
You're but he but not, he's Irish, so I don't know. Yeah, that's Conor McGregor, not Conan O'Brien. Yeah. Um, <laughs> McGregor is actually a famous late night host. Yeah, um, I would like to see yeah. him fight Conor McGregor, though. That would be <laughs> that would be uh, that would be that entertaining. Would be I'd pay money to watch that. Definitely. All right. So since you don't have Stone Cold over in Sweden, let me introduce you to our good friend, Mr. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Let's get some locks in, baby. Baby, get you just get yourself versed in some Americana, baby, because that is what America is all about. Stone Cold Steve Austin locks of the week and fucking winners. That's what we do here in America. So why don't you become American here for a minute, Emil, and tell me who your Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week is. I'm gonna go out of the box here and pick the Baltimore Ravens against New York Giants with plus three. Okay. Yeah. Ravens plus three at the Giants. Is it at the yes. Giants? Sorry? Where's that game being played? Uh, it's being played uh, at the Giants, in the Giants stadium, I guess. Okay, so the Giants suck, so that's your reasoning there for taking the Ravens? <laughs> uh, well, uh, my reason for it is basically because Baltimore is playing pretty good against the Giants. Four and one last time, so if they're getting points, I'm going to take them, and I think they... Uh, had a good performance last week, so yes. Okay, I like it. The Ravens plus three against the Giants. Yeah. My stolen cold Steve Austin lock of the week is. I've already given you one of my favorite plays of the weekend. So Arizona State plus fourteen. You can put that as a one B of the Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. But one A, Indiana Hoosiers, baby, Hoosiers plus four. <laughs> against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And we're going to be thinking, what the hell are you doing? Indiana's on rank. Nebraska is number 10 in the country. That's great. You should bet on Nebraska and lose your money because I'm going to be taking Indiana plus four along with only 32% of the rest of the public. That's right, 68% all over Nebraska. Nebraska's passing defense, not great. Indiana can sling the ball. I think Indiana wins this outright, but I'm going to take the four points just to be safe. Indiana Hoosiers plus four, my Stone Cold Steve Austin lock of the week. That's a good one. That's a good one. I'm excited about it. And those are our scheduled and locked in our vault for this week. Emil, I know we promised the people out there some soccer plays. What you got for us? Uh, well, this, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but it's been the international break last week. So Still? No, it's been like last week, so okay. this is the week they're coming back. Okay. Premier League is back this uh, weekend, so uh, I have only been looking a little bit slightly on this, but I think that uh, good old Stoke, Stoke and Trent, where I actually lived for six months. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's going to pick up their first win today, or today, or on Saturday against Sunderland. Uh, so that's. Uh, I'm picking the Stoke, Stoke in that game. What's the uh, what's the odds on that? Uh, one point nine. I guess that would be minus one hundred and ten in okay. uh, American numbers or whatever it is you do. Okay. Does, does that sound about right? Ah, uh, sure. Stoke minus one ten. We'll give you that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then I kind of go. Since they have like had the week off, West Ham is uh, awful right now. They are. Uh, 
I don't know, they're not where I was supposed to, where I had them being at this time of year. Uh, but I kind of still sticking with them. I think they're gonna turn the ship around now since they had a week off, and uh, and teams tend to do better uh, when they have this international race coming back after them. I remember teams that have been doing bad. So, so you're I'm picking West Ham. Yes, plus two hundred and fifty. So yeah. that's a good one. That's a really good money line right yeah. there. Yeah. Well, that's a. Uh, I would say it's like 40% chance. I think there's undervalue. I think they're still like, they're going to pick themselves up. Uh, I like it. And, that's good. That's good stuff. And, and then we have the uh, Arsenal team that is going to beat Swansea, who is just playing awful. Minus two. Oh, minus two. Yes. Uh, if you look at the stats on Arsenal, they have one conceding goal in the last five games. And uh, Swansea can't score, but that's Arsenal a, can. So that's SEC defense right there. Yeah, that's right. It's SEC defense. So uh, that's uh, that gives me like two point two in odds. Okay. So minus two. Minus two. I like it. Uh, that's what I have right now. <sighs> but we have uh, actually next week we start off with. Uh, like the championship in uh, betting uh, in Premier League and championships. Like they have uh, this thing in Sweden where we do 13 games. Uh, it's either win, draw, or uh, home win, draw, or uh, away win. So you do 13 of those games. And we are supposed to have a team, and maybe you should be in that team. Okay, yeah, throw it my way. I have I to get you. So, I have to get you some kind of. Um, uh, now we'll figure that out. We'll figure that out yeah, outside the podcast. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. Okay, <laughs> so there you have it. We're gonna take Stoke minus one hundred five. We're gonna take West Ham to win against. Uh, Chris. That's a long shot. Well, oh, I no. think it. That's a that's a guarantee. That's a lock. Just write it down. They're gonna beat Old Crystal Palace. You know, Crystal Pepsi over here. Um, <laughs> West Ham plus two sixty five, and then Arsenal minus two against Swansea. We should get the scientist in the team too. I mean, we should. I don't know. He uh, he's kind of on a hiatus after his uh, his last round of picks. Uh well, no shit happens. No, we'll get him back. Uh, that was good stuff, Emil. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me on. It's been yeah. a great honor. Hopefully you will do your nation proud. I mean, this is all for um, for Sweden. Ah, that's true. But I'm sitting here in my Brandon Cox jersey, Auburn. Oh my god! <laughs> you remember Brandon Cox? Oh, I was, Brandon Cox. He was the upcoming Tom Brady. He also wore number twelve. So that's right. That was the year Mill spent in America. He got to spend with Brandon Cox. So that's true. All right. Nick Saban still having nightmares about Brandon Cox. I don't know about that, but, you know. I'm pretty sure about that, actually. I think you should ask Boomer about that. Uh, I don't really think Boomer has much of an opinion about anything that we're going to take for, uh, for serious. <laughs> All right, folks. We'll let you get back to your regular scheduled life. We appreciate you tuning in. Check us out on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever fine podcasts are given away. Um, iTunes. We're all over the place. We appreciate it, and we will see you next week.